reports direct from Melbourne courtside and from our offices in New York City. It's the Australian Open edition of the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Another edition of the Australian Open podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan here in New York talking with Steve Tigner, who's down in Melbourne at the Australian Open. Uh, we're going to get right into it. The big result of the day was uh, was Roger Federer being pushed to five sets. Um, he beats Jill Simone, who he'd never beaten before. Um, Federer won the first two sets, looked in, in, in fine shape, and sort of out of the blue, uh, Simone came and took the last two and made, you know, the last set wasn't as close as the previous two, but he still was firing and gave Federer, you know, plenty to uh, consider. There was, I think, some doubt in, in a few points of that fifth set, and, and I thought from watching it that, that we were kind of past this point of Federer um, you know, letting these matches slip away. That was sort of a last-year epidemic that we saw, and then, but I guess maybe that hasn't entirely gone away, but Steve, you saw the match obviously down there. Um, just give me your thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah, um, it was, it was, it was. It did seem like it was going to get to be that point when, even in the fifth set, when when Federer lost three match points um, at five two, and then also lost a couple match points at five three, but then finally finished it. Um, he, uh, I guess one th- one thing I thought was interesting about this match is his his sort of newer way of playing with um, Paul Anacone has been to be more aggressive, more attacking. This is the first time it's worked really well so far. Uh, be more aggressive on the return of serve, chip and charge now and then. Um, use your forehand. Don't you know, go, come over your backhand. And he did all that this match, but it almost backfired in a way that, and that Simone got into a groove against that pace. Simone can handle it. He's a, he's the wrong guy in a way to uh, for that kind of game. He's a great counter puncher and a great mover. Uh, he's beaten Federer twice, and he started to really pick up on on Federer's pace and, and give it back to him. Federer said after the match that he um, Simone had really taken it to him in those two sets, and you just have to say that he played really well. But when Federer did break finally in the fifth set, it wasn't by by attacking. It was by going back to the slice backhand and by mixing it up. More so, you just see that that even this new, this sort of newer Federer game, it's going to have different consequences. Um, people are going to react to it in different ways, and maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't work as well over three out of five sets. Maybe it's harder to maintain. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, by the you know by the by the fifth, and I, I guess more especially during the end of the fourth, um, Federer almost. I I felt like I saw almost. None of that, atta- none of that attacking Federer in a way because he kind of seemed lost as to what to do. Simone was just putting, putting everything back really with more than Federer was giving him. He, like you said, I think was thriving off the pace, um, and he just he, for a while he just simply wasn't missing. Um, and a lot of a lot of down the line, he kind of found the openings that Federer I think was a little a little hesitant to to, to look for, and I think. Federer's shot making dipped a little bit too, of course, in those in in you know in those stages of the match where Simone kind of got back into it, but but it really kind of put uh, put the onus back on Federer to take it. But, but like you said, it was it was even he found a way to win it, I guess, without uh, by mixing it going back to those those previous yeah. those previous things about uh, also his what game. Wor- 
the one thing that did work with the Anacone element was this was the slice serve out wide that worked in the last game for for two important points. Um, but he's not going to face a guy who plays like as I don't think he's going to play face another guy who plays as well as Simone did in this match until you know until he faces maybe Djokovic and Nadal. You're just not going to see a guy who's able to consistently hit those shots that Simone was was hitting. I really enjoyed watching him. He's he's a guy who was had a strong couple of years a few years ago then was injured I'd love to see him come back I mean this based on this performance he's like he's like the guy you sort of wish Andy Murray could be he's not he's not normally that way but this in this match he played this sort of yeah Andy, that's... Andy Murray game with with the attacking element he's not going to be able to continue to do that but but um love to see him love to see more of him right yeah and he should be I would think probably back into the um you know, back into seeds come Grand Slam time. He he was obviously one of the top unseeded players, um, and I think that's a good point about about Murray too. Because once you mentioned earlier about the kind of counter punching style that that troubled Federer. I mean, Murray obviously hasn't beaten Federer before at the Slams, but he's uh, he's gotten a quite a fair number of wins against him in other pro, high profile events. So um, it, it was just a, a really interesting. Uh, you know, unexpected sort of end to end to the day session here, and um, so Federer moves on, uh, albeit with a couple more sets under his belt than he probably would have expected. Um, the there was a lot before too, um, before you got to that match. Just take me through uh, the day, what you saw down in Melbourne on day three throughout the grounds. Uh, well, I was I was I walked around outside um, some of the side courts. I went in and saw some of Venus Williams. She she got hurt, and then she won a pretty fairly ugly match, very very loud match. Her opponent was even louder than Venus Sharapova. Similar situation. She won. Um, Djokovic had a set taken from him. I got out and saw a little of some side court matches. Robin Hase, who was a good, uh, he beat Juan Monica, which sort of surprised me. Um, Dutch player who gave Nadal trouble at Wimbledon. Went out to see Dimitrov, the guy who... who um, Who's a 19-year-old kid who's who's going to be good at some point? But he was he got beat by Wawrinka. You could see the difference in sort of professionalism when when Dimitrov got down. He he sort of quit, uh, and so that wasn't as close as maybe I thought it would be. I saw some of Thomas Burdich. He he won in four sets, and he looked you know he looked decent. Um, and that's about it. I went through, saw some of some of Justine and Carolyn Wozniacki. They both won, and they both looked good. Justine looked better. I think each of them looked better in this match than they did in the first round. Right. Yeah. Those were two uh, total blowouts in that one. Um, yeah. And I think we should just right. You said that. I think that was the loudest match I've ever heard on television. There. That's a, <laughs> that Zalvo. I mean, that was. Um, and th- and this that was, was, before... was full on screaming. Yeah, and and then they made the point that I think Sharapova was next door or something in high sense or something. So it was um it was a it was an eardrum splitting match but for that, sure. Now there's a one. story down here. There's a that's getting picked up a little. There's a there's a scientist here who's who's telling um, parents of junior players to teach their kids to grunt because it really does help them. Teach their kids to scream. He says the louder they scream when they play, the better they'll be. So that's you know becoming this little controversy in Australia right now. Yeah, I would hopefully I would, that doesn't hopefully that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm with you on that one. Um 
Okay, well, thanks for catching up with us, Steve. And uh, he will be obviously posting at the Concrete Elbow blog on Tennis.com. He'll have a bit of a piece up on the Federer match we just discussed, too, in just a little bit. And we'll talk to him tomorrow from Melbourne. Uh, until then, I'm Edward Rogan. Thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to tennis.com.